Lord, we give you praise. We give you honor and we give you adoration. Be thou exalted, O Lord. You are, you are, you are the most high God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Be thou exalted, Lord. Thank you, Lord. adoration be thou exalted O Lord you are Lord Almighty Father and we long to worship you be thou exalted you started this week with us thank you Almighty Father from Sunday till this moment it's been you from January February thank you Lord March April May June July August September is just going and now we're moving to October the 1st Father, we thank you. For these three quarters of the year, God, Father, we thank you. The first three months went, the second three months went, and the last three months, Father, we thank you for this past nine months, Lord. We worship you. We give you praise for your protection. Thank you, Almighty Father. Be thou exalted, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And the church says... The Lord bless you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I see the Lord giving you a new song. 
I see the Lord giving someone a new song. You've been singing a particular song for a while. But the Lord says, I'm giving you a new song. If you're that person, shout a better amen. The Lord is giving you a new song. And many people will sing with you. And that very soon. I said, people will sing with you. And that very soon. People will sing with you. And that very soon. Men and women will sing with you. And that very soon. If you are the person that I'm talking to, shout a better amen. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Thank you, Father. Can you please open your Bible with me to Exodus chapter number 15? God bless you. May please be seated. Exodus chapter number 15. Verse number one. You are welcome to this glorious moment in the presence of the Lord. We started this on Wednesday. We're here yesterday and here we are today. And I want to thank God for making us to complete the nine months. And the remaining ten months is no longer a threat. Because our God is already there for us. In the name of Jesus. Say, I will go before you and make all crooked things straight. So we have nothing to fear. Because we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He loved us, not that he will love us. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 15. Exodus 15. I read verse number 1. The scripture says in verse 1, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. Then sang Moses. The article then is very crucial, very important. Because it's trying to connect with something that happened earlier or before this moment. He said, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. You see, before we go to the song that was sung, prior to this period, what happened in chapter number 14, nobody would ever thought that there would be a singing in the next chapter. I, I, I don't know if you're following me tonight. In chapter number 12, we saw how God in his almightiness came down and he said, by my strong arm, I will deliver you. And my intention is not just to deliver you, I have a purpose. And that purpose is to take you to the promised land. The land that flowed with milk and honey. He said, I'm taking you to a land of pomegranates, a land of wheat, a land of barley, 
A land where you are not going to, to keep struggling, but you are going to eat so much. He said, a land where you are going to eat bread without scarcity. He said, in that land, I'm going to give you power to make wealth. And these promises were there, so glorious they were, and they came out. And you knew God helped them so much so that when they were leaving the land of Egypt, they didn't live empty. And so they had enough stuff to carry, at least to take them for a while. In chapter number 12, they left. In chapter number 13, they continue and they, they start moving along in the journey. But number 14, God appeared. And in number 14, chapter number 14, in verse number 1, the, the Bible says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the children of Israel to turn. By the compass that was in their hands and the cartographers that were following, they knew that where God told them to turn to was not alright because they could see from the map reading that there was a blue stuff over there and that indicates water. Where the cartographers told Moses, because he wasn't a geographer, you know, now, where they told Moses was, look, if we pass this way, if we go this way, we're going to, we will not have any problem. We may have some forest to pass through and some other stuff, but that would not be a problem because, but this other side, there is a lot of water bodies. It looks like a sea, not even a river. And they got to a place and God said, turn to the right. And camp between Piharriot and and he told them exactly where to camp. And by the time God spoke, now you can take your leave, move now, but make sure you follow this direction. That direction was not the, the according to the what man can see, natural eyes, it was wrong. It was wrong. And I know one or two people who were intelligent in geography. Those who read map reading. Those who know how to read. They, they said, excuse me, uncle. I, I'm sorry, sir. I, I know you are our boss here. But it's like you're missing the point. Because the direction you are asking us to follow didn't look like there is any road there. <laughs> most of the time when God leaves you by himself, where he's sending you to, my, most of the time it doesn't look like there is a road there. And because we would not ask God again, oh Lord, what's going on? We say, oh no, that's river. It, God can be right. And then we turn our own way and miss the mark and miss the point. And miss exactly what, was try, what God was trying to bring out of that root. Because that root really, really, humanly speaking, doesn't make sense. When you pass through the root that does not make sense, God has something he wants to bring out of it. Everybody, and you know what? That man stuck to what God told him, and as, 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 as the journey continued, it was getting more glaringly clear that we have missed it. We have missed the road. And some people said, We told him, Let's go. He said, We should follow. Let's follow. Let's follow. And when they got to a point, they said, Uncle Moses, sorry, it would have been better for you, for us to remain over there. Now, we are following you this. This moment to this point, but 
with our calculation and what we see and by what we can read physically, something is wrong with your judgment. And Moses said, look, God spoke to me. They said, you know, you heard him within here. You heard him. And you know what? If you continue to move the way you, we're going to stone you right here. And they started carrying stone. He said, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me find something to do. So he went to God and he prayed. And God said, you know what? It doesn't matter what they say. Just keep moving. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. And it got to a time and the Lord said, you know what? Said, and Moses now came after he had received from the Lord. Because before that time, the Bible said, and Pharaoh, when they saw, maybe from the satellite, they found out that those guys were just camping somewhere. And Pharaoh said something. He said, let us go after them. For the land has shut them in because they have been entangled in the wilderness. And it was not an entanglement. It was just an encampment. Because most of the time, when you are stuck, somehow, physically speaking, at times we get to a point when we are truly stuck. And you, you will agree with me. That you just got to place, you, you cannot even figure it out. How you got here and how you are going to get out of the place. And you're just stuck financially. You're stuck health-wise. You're stuck in every area. But you know what? Why others will be seeing it as being an entanglement? It's just an encampment. And uh, when you camp, you don't stay there for too long. You don't stay there for too long. Anybody that says we are going for camping, they just go for a while. And before you know what is happening, they are out of the camp. Camp is over very soon. Where you are, that enemy thought it's your, what's it called? It's an encampment and that you are going to die there. You won't die there. Those guys say, you know what? It would have been better for us to die in Egypt when we're eating our cucumber and onions. And I know recently I started eating cucumber because I was forced to eat it when I came here. And I find out that cucumber isn't sweet at all. Now, I wonder what was sweet in cucumber that they were talking about over there. And listen to me again, onions. You see, most of the time when, when life begins to treat you somehow, what you did not like before will begin to look like something sweet to you. That was what really happened. Because they said, you know what? The worst of our food would have been the best for us instead of coming to die here. Who told you you are going to die in this situation? Who said so? Who said so? Listen to me. It may be tough. It may be hard. But there is a God in heaven that brings peace. There is a God in heaven. It may be. Listen to me. He didn't say there wouldn't be storm. But he will come it for us. He didn't say there won't be storm. Storm can come. And when storm comes, people like you should soar. Using the, the, the strength and the grace of God to, to turn that storm to something else that is taking you to the next level. That storm has not come to stop you. It has only come to prove that there is a God who rules in the affairs of men and can also calm the storm. I see that storm in your life being calmed by the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Because as long as we remain at this other side of heaven, definitely we will face some storm. And you know Jesus did. In Mark chapter number 4, from verse number 35, we were told of Jesus. How immediately he told the disciples, he said, let us go on onto the other side. And each time there is a decision to move ahead in life, there is also a counter decision from the other side to stop you from moving. Each time, anytime. And this is the reason why we, can, we have to come together and pray and seek the face of God and say, Lord, I'm taking this step. 
That's why he said, commit your way unto his hand and he will direct your path. Most of the time, we, know, we may know the way, have an idea of what we want to do, but we don't have the, 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 you know, the, all the nitty gritties, the path that leads there. Are you hearing me now? So, in that place, Moses and the children of Israel, they were, and the situation gets growing worse and worse and worse. And God told Moses. When God spoke to Moses, Moses came confidently. He said, you know, guys, he said, the Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. Why you do what? You hold your peace. I don't know what you're going through. And you expected everybody to fight for you. Oh, I don't know why my, my, why my wife is keeping quiet at this time. She, she can't even defend me. Mm, he didn't say your wife should defend you. He didn't say your husband should defend you. He didn't say your uncle should defend you. He didn't say your nephew should defend you. He didn't say your cousin should defend you. He said the Lord shall defend you. If nobody stands to your defense, I see the God of heaven standing to defend us tonight. To defend you and to defend me. In the name of Jesus Christ. As Jesus was going with his disciples. Let's move over onto the other side. And I said, most of the time, once there is a decision to advance, there will always be a counter decision from elsewhere to make sure that you don't move forward. Every counter decision of the devil concerning your progress in life will destroy it in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, we destroy it in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, eventually, I'm bringing the two together, weaving it together to know that the same God there is the same God here. Eventually, the Red Sea that they saw became a dry land and they walked through. And one thing is this. God told Moses, he said, just stretch forth that rod onto that thing. Quite often than not, we want to look for one complex solution for that serious problem. Meanwhile, God will just tell you, speak unto that mountain. Stretch forth your hands to that thing. Don't exert any energy because you don't need it. You don't even need your energy to make it happen. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. You are not the one to do the establishment. What he asks you to do is what? Decree. He told that guy when he got to the, you know, to the uh, dry bones and things like that. And they were not just dry bones. The scripture says they were very dry. And they were very dry, not as were in an open valley. And so, when he got there, and God said, look, son of man, can this bone live? He looked at God. He said, God, <laughs> I don't know why you're always funny. <laughs> this, this question you are asking me is somehow... Can these bones live? <laughs> oh God, sorry. Return to sender. That question, you will answer it yourself. He says, Son of man, I say again, can this bone live? I say, if that is the case, you know. If it will either live or will never live, it's in your hand. And the Lord said, Now, don't leave it to my hand. You have something to do. If you can just but just say something concerning this issue, you will have your result. And the man said, well, I command, uh, sorry, I, I, I spoke as I was commanded. Because he said, prophesy. He said, I spoke. Prophesy means speaking forth. Saying the word of the Lord. Saying the mind of God on that situation. He said, I spoke as I was. 
That is to say, if nothing happened, it wasn't me. One minute they sent me. I spoke as I was commanded. And once he did what God said, God did what he wanted to do. Hallelujah. All we need to do tonight is to speak what we want to see in the situation that is right here. Whatsoever that is ailing you or facing you had faced some people before and they came out of it neatly. Just trust in God. Hallelujah. Just trust in God. And when you trust God, you can never tell what God will do. And you know what? One day with God is a thousand and a thousand days is just one day. Which means what would take other people hundred years to achieve, God can make you to achieve it in one day. When God Almighty turns his eyes of favor on you, men will wonder, if, what, what, what are you doing? Because there are times God steps into people's case and it looks as if though they have done fraud. Because some people think if you are not fraudulent, there are certain kind of, there's a type of money that can't come to you. No, not like that. When God Almighty decides to favor a person, as I decided to favor you in this congregation, he has just made up his mind that I'm going to favor them. And I know by the grace of God, what will happen in your life that men will know uh, 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 God has answered him. God has just remembered her. Let it happen in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. I say let it happen in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that the almighty God who has brought you to this place tonight is going to do something great in your lives in the name of Jesus Christ. And so when the Lord brought them through to the other side and then they now got to chapter number 15, the same Moses that they wanted to stone, the same Moses that they and the same people that wanted to stone him. Bible says it was not only Moses who sang, all of them also busted into me. They burst into singing and they were rejoicing before the Lord. Once upon a time, they were about, they were almost dead men. Just, just an, a chapter before this time, they were all but nothing but dead men. Everybody thought they would be dead. And you know what? If you were also in their condition, most likely you would do worse. Because most of the time when we read what these people did, we say, no, no, what is wrong with them? What is wrong with who? Maybe you don't know Pharaoh and his army. Because the tension was not so much, not until they started seeing, you know, the, the, the shadow. And, and the, that, it's like Pharaoh was coming. And now listen to me. There was no way they could move to the left, not to the right. They had to face the river and the sea that they never knew God had the intention of cross. You know, most of the time when you see the obstacle ahead, Nothing will tell you that God will do something about it. Not until you move closer to it. And that is why at times, the school fees is coming. The bills are coming. And when they are coming, you're feeling, hey, oh God, oh God. How am I going to do this? The one that came two months ago, how did you do it? Because you are still here up till now. Because that threat also came four years ago. Seven years ago. Eight years ago. And what is wrong with man? That each time there is something to be solved. We have forgotten that it was solved last year. It was solved. Now, listen listen to me. You have four children. And by the grace of God, you've, God has helped you to pay the school fees. So, this last one is when God will now say, no, I leave, I leave you to it by yourself. No, if he solved the first one, second one, and the third one, why, why will you, on, in your own imagination, think that God will now abandon you on this last one. Now, listen to me. It has always been like that with us, and I don't know why, including the speaker. Yes, sir. 
Because the bills that they gave me for my children, now, now it's even lesser. But the fact remains that even as lesser it is, immediately they just, and you know those guys can test. They say, my school fees is this, this and this and that. They say, we're going to pay this. I'm going to pay this. And I, I, I said, one was just giving me all the figures. I said, no, please some, put it together. I can't be calculating now. Put everything together. By the time he sent it in, whim, I replied to him. I said, God is able. <laughs> God is able. So don't push this thing to me. And I was calculating in my head, how am I going to make fix it, fix it? But you know what? God has a way of doing his own thing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You see, this time around, we have to trust God to turn men to angels and to turn angels to men to help us out. I tell you. Once upon a time, daddy, you know Sister Gloria very well. She's one of your daughter. And maybe few of us here know Sister Gloria. Very dedicated and warm. Very good. Consistent. Clean. A Christian. But at that time, that lady was, um, she was, she was very busy for us at home. She would go here. She would go there. She would go there. She would go there because she was at a point, the administrator. So she was going here and there. I happened to be the main director, so I was using the, the, the main car. And then there are other cars that are for other people, but at that time, she needed her own car. And I know, so she, she just came in one afternoon, and she knelt down by my side, by my desk. He says, Pastor, I need a car. I said, a car? I was wondering, is this girl contesting my car with me? director here, man. You need, you need a car? She said, yes. I said, and you think one should buy you one? He said, I don't care. I just need a car. I said, okay. Now, I said, can we just agree for a car? Because I calculated her salary and everything. Maybe to be able to buy one or two tires. And if we are going to walk by that, the next four or five years, she can't even save the money to buy a car. So, and I said, can we just agree and trust God for a car? Because this load you brought to me, we can't carry now. Can we just trust God? And then let's shift this thing back to God. Not to national director, please. And we agreed. Bible says, if two of you shall agree as touching anything, underline that word anything. And mind you, that anything was not, it wasn't there by mistake. It was not, it was not an error. If two of you shall agree as touching anything, it shall be done unto you. Now, he didn't say you will make it happen. And this is what I always want us to please note when we are reading your Bible. He said, all you need to do is to agree. And it shall be done. Someone will have to do it. You, do, oh my God, you just do the agreeing. Now, don't figure it out. Will it happen? Don't begin to punch calculator on how it's going to look like. Don't go back to your bank account and begin to say, oh "God, no, 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 no." You shift it on God's neck, and let us see if God will shift. Say, "No, no, no I can't carry." Quite often than not, because we want to carry our load ourselves, it leaves us to it. He said, okay, keep on. 
And when you now find beyond the grave, say, oh, God, help me now. And that's when God will show up. But quite often, than most of them will have exactly some energy and do everything, make some calls that are not necessary. Those who shouldn't know what you want to do, you call them in Nigeria, call them in Japan, call them in Sri Lanka, call them in Tribago and Tobago, call them in Ghana, call them all over, and all of them will tell you, if you know what you are going through here, and then you will say, why did I even call these people? Say? <laughs> why did I even call these people? Say? Who told you to call them in the first place? He said, the one that says, call upon me. Call upon me. And you know where that scripture is. But you, you, most of the time, you don't even remember again when issues come. Call upon me and I will answer you. He has promised. There are people you call, there are men you call, there are women you call, there are uncles and you call. And they may not answer. But he said, I will answer you. So that day, we agreed together. And you see the miracle that happened. But I was on a Friday and says, I'm tired of this sun. I'm tired. You know, Nigerian sun can be hot, can be, can be serious at times. So I'm tired of this. I said, I can understand. So we prayed. And on Monday, she normally came to the office before everybody. How she does it, I don't know. But the resumption period is like 8 o'clock. She will be there by 7. If most of the time I want to get to the office before everybody, I will meet her there. And I'll say, what's wrong with this lady? Why must you always be here before everybody? And she was on the computer. Now, that day, I met her there, as usual. That was even to eight, around seven thirty, there about. And I said, he says, something happened. I said, what happened? He said, something happened, I can't understand. She said, I came in, I put on the was the um, computer. And when the thing finished booting, instead of putting either Sony or whatever, um, an address, address, a look, a house address in Lagos at Ikoyi appeared. I decided to use this testimony because she's someone we can touch. And she picked that pen. What is it? She was confused. She was confused. And as at that time, we're not connected to the internet. No. Something, I guess the Holy Spirit told her, write this down. And she wrote the address down. So when I came, she said, oh, excuse me, this is what I, I said, eh, is that so? He said, yes. I said, it's well known. What, what, is, what is it about? Said so they just said, if you need a car, you need a car, and then the address. I said, ah, is that true? She said, that. I just saw it. He said, and when she now decided to keep off the thing again, on it, she didn't see the address. The real booting processes came up and then said, she now, I said, man, listen to me. When Bola Hall came, I said, well, come. This thing happened this morning to Sister Gloria. What do we do? That kind of it. I said, no, no. We are going to give her Official money. You are our this, my peer, whatever. Take money, take the car, go to that Lagos. And when you get there, knock on the door. And when you knock, and they said, what are you looking for? (laughs) Tell them them what you saw. And uh, if they now turn you back, come back home. 
And that was how they left Ibadan for Lagos. They got to Ikoyi, got the address, got to the house, knock on the door, and one old lady came out. And the lady said, you're welcome, Mr. Um, Mr. Mr. Woman, whatever. What, where, where, hope nothing. said, no, that we want to see you. What's, well, you are not, said, sir, we, and then the woman said, hold on, let me call my husband. Because they were strange, strangers. So the husband came and said, oh, said, come in, come in, come and have your seat. And he said, why are you here? And the man said, I mean, the, the man now said, well, my sister is my boss in the office. And yes, on Friday or Monday, she was typing, and this was she saw. And they said, well, this is our address. Truly, we have a car we want to give to missionaries. They use the word missionaries. And we just pack it there, and we don't know where to take it to. And they said, where are you from? They said, we are from Ibadan. What do you do? She said, we are missionaries. <laughs> Listen, this God that we serve, this God that we serve, when they returned, they came back home with a Toyota car, sunny lift back. They came back with that car. Everybody will rejoice with that woman. And eventually, she used it for a while and sent it to Ephala also as a seed. These are things you can connect to. Now, listen to me. There is a God in heaven that when he says, call upon me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. That God is still alive. That God is still alive. Has he said it? The Bible says he will make it good. What is it that God spoke to you? What is it that he told you? Everything on earth may be standing against it. But God will never fail. God will never fail. Let me give you one from the Bible. I shared yesterday that God spoke to Paul the Apostle. And God said, Paul, I'm going to make you to ride on high places of the earth. Because at that time, Rome was like America of the world. And God said, I'm going to make you to preach there. And the next day, opposition came. 40 people made up their mind. This man will kill him. <laughs> now, what motivated them to think of killing him a day after he received that glorious revelation? Only God knows. And that is why each time there is a great promise in your life, there will always be one great storm. And you wonder what is going on. And every contrary wind that rises up at the point of your breakthrough, the Lord is stopping it in the name of Jesus. Every contrary wind. And they rose up. But God Almighty intervened. And Paul had his leeway, got his visa. They were giving visa then. And then, uh, and you know, you know he got it from the prison. God will use anything to get you to where he wants to get you. 
He was just going there to be tried as a prisoner, not knowing that he was going there to fulfill destiny. Hallelujah. Now, let's now go to the book of Acts 27. Acts 27. Praise God. Acts is in the New Testament. 27 is the second to the last chapter. And I read verse number one. Hallelujah. I read. And when it was determined (laughs) that we should sail into Italy, Each time there is a determination to move forward. He said, and when it was determined that we should sail unto Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto the hand of Julius, a centurion of Augustus' band. And entering into a ship of Adramitium, we launched meaning to sail by the coast of Asia. One Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, being with us. Verse 4. And when we had launched from there, we sailed under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. That is to say, in our planning life, we never planned Cyprus. Cyprus was not in our agenda. But here we we finding ourselves in Cyprus. Not because we love it. You see, there are places and you find yourself in the journey of life. Not because you wanted to. There are situations you find yourself not because you like it. But because the wind was contrary. He said, and when we had launched from thence, we sailed under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city of Lycia. And there, the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy that tells you the first one was to take them to Italy but he couldn't get them there because the wind was contrary probably it was a smaller ferry and so they had to change and move to another one sailing into Italy and in in that one he put us and when we had sailed slowly for many days that also was not intentional where at times you go slow in life and you wonder what's wrong with me. You want to make it happen. You want to see things happening and things are not happening the way they should happen when they should happen. And you wonder what is going on. Here the man said we have to say slowly many days. And scars will come over against needles. The wind not allowing us we have to do what? Sail under crate. That also was not in their plan. 
Because this, the wind refused us. We had to cooperate. We have to move to where we didn't want to go to. Where in life have you found yourself today? And you know this isn't what I originally designed for myself. And that is one prayer we are going to pray. Every contrary wind blowing against God's purpose in my life. As Jesus rose and said, peace be still, you have the power to stop that wind. Every con- you have the power. Every child of God is empowered to turn the wind. Peace be still. Because if not, he would not, be, he would not have told them that why are you guys like this? How long will I be with you? I've empowered you to talk to this nonsense. Amen. I've empowered you to address this nonsense. You have the power. You have the strength. You have the ability. You have been authorized to carry out the assignment that you want to send Jesus Christ. Don't give him second job because he's done it all. The Bible says we are complete in him. Ye are complete in him. You look at yourself, you are not complete. That's not my problem. But he didn't say you are complete in yourselves. He didn't say you are complete in yourselves. And the reason why you don't command what you should command, when you should command it is because you look at your frailties. You look at your flaws. And you said, you, if I open my mouth now, devil, where is the devil? When you stand, the devil cannot stand there. The Bible said the least in the kingdom of God is greater than, than he. Now, which means when you command heaven is at attention to carry out your order. That's why that man said, he, called, he just told me to speak and all I did was just to speak and everything was coming into place. All those things that are disjointed, your business, your programs, your life, your marriage, your home, your everything that is disjointed and scattered, just speak! The Bible says, and bone came to bone. Flesh came to flesh, and that stood a great army. And before he say a great army, it means they were wearing uniform. Who saw it? Who saw the uniform? They mo- because he didn't say great men. He said great army. And what makes you to know the di- that differentiates an army from ordinary person? It's a uniform. The guy saw people in uniform. He did not even command uniform on them. Uniform came because God knows what he wants to do. You just do the little he asks you to do. He will set to the rest for you. We set to the rest for you. Don't figure it out. How am I going to get uniform for all of them? Leave that one for God. He leave that one for God. Which tailor will show it? How are they going to get their sizes and all of that? Leave that one for God. You understand? How we imagine scattered bones? Femur was there. The phalanges were somewhere. The cranium was somewhere else. Uh, the uh, spatula was somewhere else. The collarbone somewhere else. And the uh, fibrant, uh, those who know biology, tell me, <laughs> was somewhere. Else. They were all scattered. And na na na, listen to me. Listen to me. Those bones located their right owner. Even if the head were to have been there. And the phalanges were to have been there. Just pam, 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 pam. And you will see some commotion. That's why he said there was an act tremor. How will act not tremor? How will... Hey! Somebody is here tonight that is going to also come out and the earth will shake. And the earth will shake. When those things were coming and there was serious rumbling, 
those things and himself must have been startled. So what? So me? I will say what? And all this will happen? Listen to me. Bible says by faith we understand that the whole world was framed by the word of God. And that everything that that we see were not made from things which do appear. But God, call it those things which be not as though they were. He said, let there be light. That is what I want to see, not darkness. He didn't get there and say, oh, darkness, oh, darkness. Oh, darkness, oh, darkness. I didn't create you darkness. Why are you here, darkness? Darkness? No, 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 no. He never mentioned darkness. He saw darkness, but he spoke light. He saw darkness. He spoke light. Listen to me. I don't know when you will begin to speak light into your lives. The darkness has no power over you. He has no power over your family. He has no power over your daughter. Have no power over your son. Have no power over your businesses. You can stand and say, Lord, I decree light. I declare light. Let there be light and there was light. The Bible says he made them God unto him the scripture is given. He made them God unto whom the scripture is given. That is to say the power of the word in your hand can create anything. And you can create your world. You can recreate your world by your word. Let anybody do anything. Now, do you want to tell me that the earth that God made was the one that was without void? You want to tell me the original word that, the, that Almighty God made was the one that was without void, without, I mean, that was void, without shape, without light? God would not have created something like that. Something happened after creation. And when he came back, he said, what? No, this didn't look like what I created. I don't know how you look like now. And you know it doesn't look like what God created. Can I tell you something? The Bible says he created us in his image. In the image of God created he them. Male and female. Male and female. Now listen. There are times you... Jesus said something somewhere, did he? They said, is it... Do we need to pay tax? Do we really need to pay tax? Jesus, we know you have all answers. Can you please answer this? Do we really need to pay tax? And Jesus said, excuse me, can I get a coin? And the Bible says they gave unto him a penny. And he turned the head of the coin. And he said, whose inscription is this? Whose image is this? Whose superscription is this? Whose handwriting is this? And when they look at that image, ah, they said, no, this image belongs to Caesar. He said, if that is the case, give Caesar what belongs to Caesar. What is he saying? When you look at yourself, the image you see does it look like that of Christ or that of Caesar? Because he said you should have dominion over all his creation. And some of those things are dominating your life. The image that he made was the image of a champion. Image, and you know what? 
until you accept your right image, you cannot buy in the market of life. Hey, if you do not assume your right image, I don't know if you have ever seen when a coin lost its the image. And then people turn it and turn it. Is this one dollar? Is this a, is it 60 cent or 30 cent? And maybe they don't do that here. In my own country, if you give them a coin that is not carrying the image, they will not, you will not buy. And that's because you don't carry the right image of your maker. That is why you are just changing yourself. You couldn't buy. You couldn't assess market. People look at you, they drop you. People look at it, they drop you. And you know, most of the time, vicissitudes of life has a way of rubbing off on the, on the coin and the image will just disappear. Listen to me. But I, I know a God. When you go back through the factory to the minting section of heaven, they will put the inscription back upon you. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? They put it back. You're in the, and immediately we come into Christ. That's what happened. Because we lost our real image before coming to Christ. But by the time you come unto Christ, it, isn't, it is not as if though you are not a currency. But you are not carrying the right image. Now once you come to Christ and Christ comes into you, you now have the head and tail. <laughs> reprinted upon you and by the time you appear and that was why when my brain couldn't pick anything in books that time I couldn't pick anything immediately I gave my life to Jesus Christ everything Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful sharper than any two edges sword he said the word that I speak unto you contains life and contain what? Spirit. He said they are life and spirit. And that is why you cannot be thinking of dying young. You know why? Each day the word of God is being spoken unto you, you are taking two pills. And these pills don't expire. It has no expiry date. Each time you read the word, you are taking in what? Life and spirit. Can I tell you something? Can spirit die? And excuse me, where Wherever have you seen obituary and they say it's life? Life, obituary. Life just died. If life cannot die, and spirits cannot die, and that is what you eat every day, it's better than all the multivitamins and the surface of the earth. All the, there is another one, supplement. Food supplement. This is the greatest food supplement. That I've ever seen. And you know what? It, some of those food supplements, after one year or two years, the thing will go. There was one that I didn't know was expired about four years ago. I just saw the thing and shook it. Para, para, para. I just carried two of them. I just loaded it. And three days later, I started seeing some patches on my skin. And I couldn't, retrace, I couldn't trace back what was happening. I said, hey, Stevie, where did you go? This is leprosy. <laughs> and you know how the devil begins to magnify what is not there? I said, leprosy, where did I go? I went to carry Old Testament. What? Which ritual? I said, hey. I went to my wife. I said, what is wrong with me? Ah, he said, this thing looks like AIDS. I said, you are seeing AIDS. 
HIV. Fear came again, When she now told me, it was maybe it was eight. I didn't tell her. I went to Google. HIV, HIV eight causes we know, but symptoms help me. And the thing also mentions skill like she's one of the Because I went to Bab, I started calculating and calculating, and the Holy Spirit says, Son, go and do tests. Go and do tests. I made sure I didn't carry anybody. When I was about, I was about 300 feet to the place, I parked three times. say, Stephen, if you get there and they say it's a full-blown HIV, <laughs> what will you do? I said, God, God forbid you. <laughs> because what I would do was not even the I don't even I said, no, let's go. I got to a place, I stop again. So, Stephen, if you get there. I said, okay, what if I get there and it is not true? Kill me before I get there. So, when I got there, he said, I should sit down. What do you come? I told them, say, okay, sit down. How much? Is it money to pay for what will either kill you? Doesn't doesn't be so much. It is the money that is going to make you live. That is the one that is expensive. I said, no. Just 250 I said, ha. And I want to collect the result and that life or death. So I told, I thought I would give them and go away. They said, stay. Ah! <laughs> I sat down there like a child waiting for work resort. <laughs> when they brought it, they brought two papers and they folded it and stapled the two. And something told me right there. Well, you know what? This one is the resort, but this one is the counseling. Uh, so that when you read this one, you want to faint, you read this one and direct you to where you should go. What was giving me that kind of analysis? I don't know. Don't let the devil sell fear to you because I was almost dead that day. I now got on the way. I parked under a tree around the diapel. <laughs> Lord God, help me. Whatever this result is, give me the grace to be able to stand. I still need to live for some people, if not for everybody, for a bigger. Help me, please. So I open. I read this one. Ah. I said, uh, I said, <laughs> because that is the only, only result that you want to hear negative. <laughs> Ah, one was negative, so I wasn't. What is the meaning of this one? 
I say it was just one result duplicated. You keep one and you can give one to whosoever you want to give it to. I say, hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what am I saying? That there are times that the medication of men and the pills that you have from men had expired and when you take it, you have problem. But the blood of Jesus is ever flowing, ever fresh. And the word of God, the Bible says, is new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Can we just stand up and begin to appreciate this God? Appreciate him for who he is. And I want you to please appreciate God for who he is. And we're going to appreciate him for the next seven minutes. Please, I beg you. Appreciate him for who he is in your life. Don't let us ask anything yet, I beg you. Let's appreciate the almighty God. Appreciate him. Oh, my God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for whom you are. Father, we bless you. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you honor. Lord, we give you adoration because you are the king of kings. And magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Worship the Lord. Appreciate him who has kept you by his power. Who has kept you by his power. The Bible says kept by the power of God. Worship the Lord please. Let's worship him, I beg you. Let's worship him. We've just done one minute. Let's just worship him. Let's give him good worship, please. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord. Magnify his name. Worship the name of the Lord. Our God is good and that all the time. Our God is good and that all the time. Worship the Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Magnify his holy name. Let's give him quality worship. Let's give him quality worship. We have about five minutes more to do that. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord God, for your presence. Thank you 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 for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There is none beside you. Thank you, Jesus. There is none. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your children. Thank you for their lives. Those that are here and those that are abroad. Magnify the name of the Lord. Magnify the name of the Lord. Magnify the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
everyone here we worship you for what you've been doing we magnify your holy name you've always been there for us oh lord when we will have been drawn you sought us true when the enemy will have swallowed us up you delivered us said if not god that were to be on our side what would Ustra be seen by now father we thank you be thy exalted lord thank you father in jesus name Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. You may please be seated for a while. That worship had earned us some treasures. As we acknowledge his greatness, he sent down his sweetness. And by the grace of God, every man, every woman, 
has been experiencing bitter things. Your sweet days, your sweet days have come. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, let's look at the conclusion of this thing. Acts 27. Verse 21. The scripture says, but after long abstinence, you know what they were going through on the sea. It wasn't easy up till this moment. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth. You see, every man who knows his God will stand forth. We stand out. Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have acted unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be what? To be of good cheer. That is the mistake that's already been done, but that is not the end of the story. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Oh, you blew it. We understand. But now be of good, for there shall not be loss of any man's life among you. It's a but of the sheep. Why was he so confident? Why? Look at the next verse. He said, for there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. Say, fear not. That is to say, if you exercise fear, you will not, I will not be able to deliver you. I may not be able to take you to where you are going. Because fear has torment. That's what the Bible says. Bible says, take no thought for tomorrow. For sufficient for this day. The trouble thereof. Live tomorrow in the hands of God. Because most of the time, the reason why we have pain is not even because of what we are going through, but tomorrow. Tomorrow. And that tomorrow is not under your control. It's in the hands of the Almighty God. The fear of today will rob you of the blessing of tomorrow. The fear you have today will not allow you to do today well. And today is becoming yesterday. And tomorrow again will come. And when that fear is still there. So the man said, listen to me. He saw what was going on and he summed it up. He said, you know what? If we continue to be in fear, we will not be fair to ourselves. You know the fear I'm talking about now. If you continue in fear, you won't be fair to yourself. Drop fear. That's what he told them. And look, what, look at it. He said, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. The angel told me, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. It doesn't matter what this Tommy say. 
thou must fulfill destiny. It doesn't matter what the enemy said. It doesn't matter what the wind is saying. Either the wind is contrary or not contrary. You must be brought before Caesar. How it will happen, I don't know, but Caesar must hear you. <laughs> and I'm telling somebody here, you are going to see the fulfillment of your dreams in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. But you must, you must be careful so that you do not allow fear to cripple what God wants to do in your life. Fear is a personality. Is a personality, but not real. You give it the shape it has. It has no shape. You give it the form it takes. Fear has no form. Fear, that thing does not exist. It's only in our mind and imagination. The day I conquered that spirit somehow, maybe not totally, but at least to some degree, was when the Lord opened my eyes to remember when we were younger. And they would have told us some stories. You know, you know these moonlight stories. And they will load us with the first one and we tell them, tell us more. Tell us more. And they'll be singing, you have the chorus. They'll be singing, you put the chorus. And this thing instilled somehow fear in us to the degree that when you now go to your bed, immediately it is dark, your mom is sleeping, your father is sleeping, and then you open your eyes like this, you'll be seeing some things that they told you. And yet... Those things didn't exist at all. It was then I remembered, I now, the reason why I will wait till I was in form one. Yes, because as I will wake up like this, I want to go and urinate. But the fact remains that the story they told me yesterday night, that somebody went to somewhere and one thing happened and this happened, was in my head. So, I will keep the thing and sleep again. The next I'll just say that there was River Niger and Benway that I've met. <laughs> because I was imagining what was wrong with me. And it was fair. I was in the body house, year one. Each time it's dark, fear will come. And one thing is, my mind will remember that they said, one story, all those things. <laughs> I would want to wake up. But as I open my eyes like this, I'll close it again. You know, normally they will say, lights out when it's 10 o'clock. Lights out. And pa, pa, pa. once they put on the light, then my own light also will just go. Not knowing, and you know when you are a junior student, you sleep up there. (sighs) I 
and there was heavy downpour. Through the foam onto the man that's there. He got up like this and slapped me. That was the day I know that truly fear has torment. I woke up. I said, what happened? He said, what happened? What? Come down. I, I jumped down from the bed. I, I pitied my boss. I pitied him. I said, sorry. I said, what is this? I said, I don't know. He said, you don't know what? The man was soaked. <laughs> that 13-year-old boy. And that would not have happened if not because fear has been instilled in me. I got to a place because when I became a Christian, it was difficult for me to stay. My parents sent me out of the house and things like that. So I was living in one uncompleted building close to the bush. And that night, I was going around 10 so that everybody would have. Immediately, I approached the place. I, I've not been going there because no window, no doors. I think I mentioned this sometimes ago. No window, no doors. I entered. And I heard the voice from inside. And I knew that voice was not real. But while I was going, I was already, the fear was there. And what, whatsoever you think in your heart will manifest out there. That's why the Bible says, if there is anything you want to think about, if that thing is pure, if that thing is good, if that thing is holy, he said, if that thing is of a good report, he said, please, I beg you, I beg you. Because he said, finally, brethren, that is to say, of all I have said, if you can just maintain, could you believe if we can just stay on that verse alone? Just that verse, you and I. Just read that verse alone and live your life based on that verse alone. With Christ Jesus, you will make heaven. The reason why we are where we are today is because we have, we have different kind of thinking. And our thoughts has the power to distort our lives or to form it right. If you think wrongly, you see wrongly. If you think perfectly, you see. the Bible says to the perfect all things to the perfect. All things are perfect. I, immediately that night, I saw that I, I, the thing just said, eh, eh. and that was when I knew there was a spirit of fear. The thing came that day unnoticedly. I left the place, went to sleep elsewhere, but the spirit entered. You know what? I was in that pain for more than four years. How? If I entered my room and I locked the door, when I kneel down to pray, the fear will come that something is under the bed. I will now open my eyes, look under the bed, there will be nothing there. I will continue. The thing will tell me, inside the wardrobe, somebody. <laughs> I will wake up, I will get, jump up again. I will go and check the wardrobe. I move from Eventually, I gained admission to OEMS Grammar School in HSC. That was terrible. When I go for, what's it called now? Uh, prep. In the, the night prep. Yeah, you that are doing HSC, you must read well. 
But the thing is, when I sit down and start trading, once the first person leaves, the second person leaves, and I was going to remain the last person in the class, even if I just came in there, that would be the end of the reading. Because something will tell me, did they, they, that end there? At that end, something, something, another spirit will tell me, but that end, somebody just left the place now. I will not agree. I'll just close the book. But, and by the time I close the book, I will, as if they are pursuing me, then I'll be running. <laughs> and you want to tell me fear does not have torment. It was that bad that I was in it. One day, I just read in the scripture that fear has torment. I said, this is more than torment. For four years, and daddy, I said, father, help me. This thing is not alright. Because all of this time that I've been running away, there had never been any time I found anything chasing me. I was the one chasing myself. Nobody! All those times when you have decided not to go out because you, the day you now decide to go, what did you see there? Nothing. Fear is nothing but false. What's it called? Appearing real is a lie. That evidence is in your mind. If you conquer fear, you will just be fair unto yourself. But if you leave it there, it will finish you. But I know fear will not finish any of us here. And that's why the Bible says he has not given us the spirit of fear. But he has given us the spirit of love and sand. That is to say, your mind is what determines how you see things. So once you accept the spirit of sound mind, he has given unto you, you will overcome fear. Nothing will shake you. That's why he says, one, he said, he said who, who, who can be against us? Who? He said, is it principality? Is it power? Is it this? Is it that? He said, who? He said, listen to me, we are more than conquerors. Why can't we think that way? We are more than conquerors. Through him, that loved us. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. And we are going to talk to God before we pray the other prayer. That Father, every seed of fear in me die. Be removed now. And we are now going to call upon ourselves accept the spirit of sonship. He said, whereby we can cry about Father. That talks about confidence. So he has not given us the spirit of fear to fear. Except for the spirit of sonship and that of adoption. Whereby you and I have the access to the throne of grace. And we can just say, Abba. That is to say, oh Lord, what is this one? Oh Lord, the name. Through every challenge. Father divine. Where you are seated, just turn to God. Every seed of fear that I allowed. That is crippling me in one way or the other because that time there was nobody chasing me i was the one chasing myself nobody but because i created the masquerade myself i created the snake and those things were not there 
And most of the time, once you close your eyes, the masquerade you created in your mind will appear real. And say, you wake up, you say, oh, I had a bad dream. You had a bad dream because you had a bad thought. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Oh, he was And I know he watches me. His eyes is his own And I know he watches In his eyes is on the sparrow. And I know he can be. And his eyes, and his eyes, his eyes is on the sparrow. Thank you, Jesus. And I know he was Spirit, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you because you watch over us. Your eyes is on the sparrow. So, why take it out for tomorrow? For consider the lily of the valley, the toil not, neither do they spin. So, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these lilies. Said, if God can clothe the lilies of the valley, how much more shall your heavenly father clothe thee? Says, the body not more than raiment. your body not more than remain and your body barely more than food. So for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. So but seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things. All these things shall be added unto you. Thank you Jesus. In the next four minutes, worship God. We're not asking. We just want to worship. We have four minutes to do that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're more than what people say. You're more than what people think. Thank you, Jesus. My ears Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give you praise. 
Lord, we give you honor. Lord, we give you adoration. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You change it not. You fail it not. The Lord who said it in. And he backs it up. In you and in your promises. Aye and amen. Father, we thank you. Say, fear not. For I will be with you. I will stand by you. I will keep you. I will protect you. I will shield you from the arrows of the wicked. No evil shall befall you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Said I will go ahead of you and make all crooked things straight and satisfy your mouth with sing. Thank you, Jesus. Say I will be with you. Say I will be with you. Said I will be with you. Thank you, Father. Be thou exalted, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Is there any area where you are experiencing fear presently? Is it cast your burden upon him for he cares for you? Just in the next two minutes, I'll be done. Cast your cares upon him. Say, call upon me and I will answer you. You've called on people over that matter. You've not received any favorable answer. You've not received any favorable answer. And you wonder why. He didn't tell you to call men. Say, call upon me and I will answer you. The reason why you are afraid now, take it to God in prayer. That's the only prayer we are doing. And I'll round up and then God bless you. Just talk to God. It's not as if one, one just talk to God over that matter. Bring it to the, to the courtroom. Bring the matter to the courtroom of heaven tell the Lord. Just tell the Lord. Simple language, simple, simple term. Just tell the Lord. Faithful is he who has promised. He will also, who will also do it. Tell the Lord. Tell him exactly how you feel. Don't hide anything from him. Say, let us come boldly under the throne of grace to obtain mercy. You may not merit it. Leave that one alone. What merit cannot give, mercy will give. What merit cannot get you, mercy will give you. That man came where he was kept by the roadside. He saw Jesus. He said, Son of David, have mercy on me. I may not qualify for these things, but please have mercy on me. And Jesus said, people said, keep quiet. It's not your type he's looking for. Bible said, he shouted them all, have mercy on me. I know I may not marry this. Have mercy on me. And Jesus said, come, what do you want me to do for you? He said, that I might receive my sight. And the Lord prayed for him or touched him and that was it. Touch this once, O Lord. With your hands of mercy. Touch every man, every woman under the sound of my voice. Every man who has made it to this meeting tonight. Touch them, O Lord. I cancel that thing that is causing pain for you. Bringing fear into your heart. 
I rebuke the spirit of fear right now. I command that evil spirit out of this body, out of this heart, out of this mind. Go to a land where no man dwells in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you have torment, I command you to go with your torment. The torment you brought to the life of this man, the life of this woman, I command you carry that torment and go with it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Is any sick among you? Lay your hands upon where you have ailment. The healing power of the Lord will touch you. And that which the doctor said, they will find it no more in the name of Jesus. I speak healing right now unto you. I speak healing. Somebody is having pain on the left hand. Left hand. I command that pain to disappear in the name of Jesus Christ. I command that pain to disappear. I command that pain to disappear in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I call upon this person that is called Lizzie. I pray that whatsoever you are going through presently that looks like a cloud, I command the cloud of confusion to disappear in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the cloud of confusion disappear and let God give you shed his light upon your path. Shed his light upon your path. You will not mistake your steps in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone that wants to take any decision, I pray that God will guide you and lead you in the name of Jesus. You will not take wrong decision in the name of Jesus. Every power that is pursuing, tormenting, harassing, embarrassing you, every force, I pray that God Almighty will give you strength and ability to walk upon them as scorpions and serpents in the name of Jesus. The Bible says he had given you power to walk upon scorpions and serpents and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Therefore, walk upon that situation. Walk upon that situation. Walk over it right now. It's a walk over already. And if you are walking over it unto victory, in the name of Jesus Christ, our victory was gotten 2,000 years plus ago. Jesus got it for you. And therefore, walk in that victory over that situation right now. Walk in that victory over that sickness right now. The Bible says the Egyptian, you guys have seen it at all. It said you see it no more. Whatsoever represents Egyptian in your lives, I command that it to disappear. Just as the Egypt was no longer the problem of Israel after they crossed the Red Sea. They may have other problems, but no longer the Egyptians. I pray. Whatsoever problem came here with you yesterday, September. Today is the first. Now we are on the first day of October. And I command by the power of the Holy Spirit, you see those things no more. Every frustration and fruitlessness, every wasted effort, we know we're not we will not cross over to October with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, the three quarters of the year is gone. Now the last quarter. This last quarter, you'll find favor. I say you'll find favor. Men and women will go out of their ways to bless you. Men and women will go out of their ways to bless you. Men and women will go out of their ways to bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ, whatsoever you lay your hands upon will prosper. Whatsoever you lay your hands upon will prosper. I say you will prosper. You will prosper. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Almighty Father. Whatever it is, thank you, Jesus. I command that heart born that heart born that heart born inside of your heart I don't remember your chest 
you know, you feeling that bone inside of your chest. I command healing to come upon it right now. Yes, let that heat, let that heat, let that heat be gone. Let that heat be gone. Let that heat be gone. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, at the mentioning of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. I command that heart bone. I command that chest bone. I command that thing disappear right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Around 4 p.m., you started feeling a kind of burden. As if there is a heavy load dropped on you. I decree in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, and the body shall be taken from off thy neck and the yoke from off thy shoulder. I command every burden that the enemy placed upon your shoulder to be lifted right now. Let it be lifted right now. You're just trying to figure out how you are going to make it happen. Lord says, leave it in my hands and you will see it happen. You can't make it happen, but you will see it happen. Because he said, if you start calculating how much is in your pocket, you will, you, will, you will think yourself dry. You will think yourself dry. But if you think on how inexhaustible the treasuries of heaven is, you will think big. And I decree that the treasury of heaven be released upon this financial issue in your life in the name of Jesus Christ favor that breaks protocol favor that breaks protocol favor that breaks tradition they say normally this is how we do it in this office but for your sake we are going to bend the rule let the rule be bent in your favor let that rule be bent in your favor let that rule be bent in your favor in the name of Jesus father this dispute we bring it to the courtroom of heaven if we leave it in the hands of men they will not judge us right father i ask oh lord this dispute that this family is having with another person and is involving something that looks like a law something father we bring it to the courtroom of heaven vindicate your own vindicate your own oh lord vindicate your children let oh thank you jesus every assault that you have received here the lord is bringing you honor instead in the name of jesus the lord is bringing you honor in the name of jesus christ recently you were looked down upon and that really touched you but the lord says those who have looked down upon you will eventually look up to you if you are the person say better amen, amen. they will look up to you they will look up to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Almighty Father. May the God of all eternal power make his word to prevail over every issue in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Good morning. <laughs>